Welcome to the Refresh Her Podcast. My name is Denise Cunningham, and on this podcast targeted for women, I long to encourage you in your heart, your home, and your life. Let's open the scriptures and be refreshed by the truth from God's Word. I wonder if it's as easy for you as it is for me sometimes to look at a scenario and then have this desire in your heart that you could replicate what you're seeing in your own life. For instance, we might look at a situation and think, oh, if I could just have that kind of a fulfilling marriage, or if I could have that kind of an obedient child, if I could have that kind of return of my prodigal child, if I could have that kind of a sweet, encouraging friendship, or what about if I could have that kind of a spirit that I see in that lady, that kind of a Proverbs 31 heart, or I would love to have that kind of a ministry in which I could serve God, or perhaps it's a longing for that kind of revival in your home or in your church. Well, how do those kind of things get accomplished? It's certainly not by wishful thinking or good intentions. Should we just try to strive to do better? Or would it help if we just tried to do more? Is there even time for that? Well, let's look into the scriptures and find the answer by looking at a passage that tells us about Jesus and what his answer to someone was. We're going to look in Mark chapter 9, and here we find the story of a man whose son had a demoniac dwelling within him. And this man came to Jesus and asked the Lord Jesus if he could cast the demon out of his son. And the man said, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wherever he takes him, he foams at him and he gnashes with his teeth and he pines away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. So then we read in the next part of the passage that Jesus does rebuke the spirit to come out, and it does. A little while later, Jesus was coming to the house, and his disciples came to him privately, and they asked Jesus the question, why could we not cast him out? They had seen Jesus cast this demon out of this man, and they knew it would have been a good work that they could have done for this man. It was, it was a, a good thing to do, but they couldn't do it. And now they want to know, why, Lord? Why could we not do that? And Jesus said to them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. So you and I, like the disciples, we want to do great things. I mean, everything that I mentioned earlier are good things. To have that Proverbs 31 kind of spirit, to have revival in your home or your church, or to have a child that is loving and obedient, to have a ministry in which you could serve God. All of those things 
are good things. But we've got to remember that Jesus said that this kind only comes through prayer. As I thought about that, I I looked in the scriptures and tried to think of other examples from the Bible in which prayer brought about this kind of wonderful result. In Acts chapter 4, we read that the Spirit of God came down mightily when the people had prayed and the place was shaken, so much so that there were 5,000 souls that came to Christ. It happened as a result of prayer. In Acts chapter 12, we read that uh, Peter is delivered from prison. It says that an angel of the Lord came unto him. Now, here he is in prison. A light shone around him in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly, and his chains fell from off his hands. How did that happen? This kind of deliverance came through prayer. There was a prayer meeting going on in a house where people were calling Peter's name up to the Lord, and that kind of deliverance came because of prayer. What about Hannah's prayer for a son? That was answered, and she was given what God had desired for her after she had spent time in prayer. In Luke chapter 1, we read of another woman who desired a child, and this is Elizabeth. And in this passage, we read that Elizabeth prayed for years and years, and God does give her a child. This was a miracle child. Really, every child is a miracle, aren't they? But it came as a result of prayer. So the longings in our hearts, they're good things. But can I have that kind of godly child without praying for my child every single day and also many times throughout the day? Can I have that kind of godly character without praying that God would not allow my flesh to win today? Or without praying that God would help me to love his word so much that it would fill my heart and my mouth? Charles Spurgeon was quoted by saying, I rarely spend more than 10 minutes in prayer. So, you know, you, we hear that and we think, well, I could spend 10 minutes in prayer. I mean, that, that wouldn't cost me too much. But listen to the rest of the quote. I rarely go 10 minutes without praying. Charles Spurgeon had an attitude of prayer so that when a longing comes up in our heart, Rather than it just being a wishful thought, or, you know, even recently I heard somebody talking about, hey, just claim that thing that you want. Claim it. Speak it out, and it's going to happen. Friends, that is not biblical. Turn that longing into a prayer. You see, then that longing is the thing that honors God because it pushes us closer to Him. It makes us realize that our dependency is on the Lord. So when a longing comes up in your heart, turn that longing into a prayer. I heard somebody say, when I work, I get what I can do. You know what? In my life, that is not much. (laughs) But when I pray, I get what God can do. 
And is there anything that is too hard for the Lord? Nothing. So can I really have that kind of godly marriage without daily praying and asking God to protect my husband, to protect my marriage, or to show me how to love my husband in a biblical way? I recently talked to a friend that lives a distance away from me, and she is in a difficult uh, part of their marriage right now because she's going through the struggle of forgiveness and reconciliation in her marriage because of a sin that her husband has committed against her. So she's in the middle of this healing process. And she came to realize during this time that her relationship with God over these years of her marriage was pretty much based on the early faith of her salvation, but it really wasn't growing. It had become stagnant. And she said that, I have to admit, she said, that my prayer time was at best just sporadic and it felt like an obligation. And she said, it's been helpful to have a place and a plan away from other distractions. Do you have a place and a plan for your prayer time? Let me just encourage you about a few points about how to have this kind of a prayer life that will make change in your personal longings. Find the priority of prayer. When should you pray? Start your day early with prayer. I love these words that say, I met God in the morning when the day was at its best, when his presence came like sunrise, like a glory in my breast. All day long, the presence lingered. All day long, it stayed with me. And we sailed through perfect calmness or a very troubled sea. Other ships were blown and battered. Other ships were sore distressed. But the winds that seemed to drive them brought to us peace and rest. Then I thought of other mornings with a keen remorse of mind when I too had loosed the moorings with the presence left behind. So I think I know the secret learned from many troubled way. Seek him in the morning if you want him through the day. The priority of prayer is to realize that we need to start our day in prayer with the Lord, talking to him. Make it your priority and then keep that priority in every new beginning of the day, a new decision, a new moment, a new hour. Keep the priority of prayer. But secondly, we need to have a plan You know, we make plans for everything else in our life. We plan how we're going to lose weight. We plan for our vacation. We plan for a home addition. But we need to have a plan for our prayer, our prayer time. How will you pray? I have found that using a journal is so helpful for me. It keeps me uh, going through the particular needs that I have and also that other people have given to me. I love writing it down because then when God answers, you know what I get to do? I get to go back and check it off that God has answered. And when I see all those check marks, it increases my faith to keep on praying. So the priority and a plan. And thirdly, just have a place. Find a quiet place in the morning where you can get away from the busyness of people and life. And if you have a lot of people in your house, you might just need to turn a chair towards the corner 
or find a little quiet place in your in your bedroom or in a closet where you can just turn your phone off and turn your focus to God. So make it a priority, have a plan and have a place. And you know, when others see you and me walking and they would detect a godly Christ-like spirit, they'll look at us and they'll know that that kind of woman can only happen one way. It can only happen by prayer. So turn your longings into prayer and watch what God can do. This kind only happens by prayer. I have a copy of the journal that I use for my prayer time that I can share with you. If you would be interested in receiving a printable copy of this prayer journal, you can email me and I will be happy to send you the download. You can email me at refreshherblog at gmail.com and request a copy of the prayer journal and I will send it back to you. So let me repeat that email address for you again. It is refreshherblog at gmail.com for the prayer journal. This kind only comes through prayer. And I hope you know that I am encouraging you and cheering you on. And I hope and pray that this time has indeed been a refreshment for you in your walk with God. You can go to my blog at refreshher.com and get more encouragement and refreshment for your life. Thank you for listening today.